Welcome to another edition of the Stoutcast podcast. It's another socially distant, well, kind of, uh, episode. We are at New Helvetia, and everybody's masked up. We're all apart. We've got a, well, we've got a Home Depot bucket in front of us for safety. It's kind of a crazy time. It's kind of a crazy setup, but we are more than happy to be here. It's been, it's been a bit. David Goal, I think 35 episodes ago. So it's been a couple years. I think it was just, uh, well, what are we in? We're 2021. I think it was the end of 2019. So we're a little a year and a half or so. It's been a bit. And we did a, a deep dive into old beer. <laughs> and um, which was, it's one of my favorite episodes because it has a brewer's perspective as to what makes skunky beer and the processing and the canning and what might've gone into it beforehand. Is it really that terrible or is it just part of the production? So make sure you check out uh, that episode. It's the one with the cartoon of the old man on the front. I, I drew it. It's pretty good, isn't it? Stellar cartoon. Thank you, thank yeah. you very much. You missed yeah. your calling. I was thinking about maybe finger painting this one or you mentioned acrylics. Um, yeah, watercolor. I mean, really. We like to be fancy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I might just do the new Helvetia logo in watercolor. Something. I don't know. Or a portrait. Um, I like it. Yeah. So anyway, so we've got a, a co-host. We have the brand new brewer, Zane. Zane has a last name, I'm sure. Singleton. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> I, yeah. It's the little things. It's the back. It's the backstory that I've always been really good at. You know, really identifying the key details are going to lead us in, so we don't waste a lot of time. Uh, Zane, where'd you come from? I'm from Sacramento, originally. Uh, yeah, grew up went to McClatchy, UC Davis, did the beer science thing there, and then I was growing up in Portland at this place called Trapdoor, and then moved back recently. So we got two McClatchy guys here at this brewery now. How, Who's the other one? Me. How local is that? That's awesome. <laughs> so you are originally from Sacramento, but you you didn't just like walk out of your front door one day when you're 18 and say, "Hey, I'm going to end up brewing beer." Not quite. Uh, yeah, I went to McClatchy and then uh, went to UC Davis and did the brewing science program there. And after that, was in Portland area making beer at Trapdoor Brewing, and then recently moved back here a couple months ago. Nice. All right, so we are going to try six today. And the ones we have in front of us, Homeland Stout, Carl Strauss, uh, something called Echigo, uh, Black is Beautiful, Bourbon Barrel Aged in Peril, the Mystery Airship, and then a Motor Mater Oshka? Matrioshka. Matrioshka. See, I I knew that. I I knew that. Thank you, Zane. It's a great beer. Tell me a little bit about the Homeland Stout. Well, the name, uh, Homeland is the the name of our plat map for the neighborhood that we're located in right now. So kind of the, in in the branding and creation of of a local base brewery, we had to find some local stories to tell and Homeland is uh, really, it's where this building exists for our brewery at 18th and Broadway. It's the name of our, our little subdivision neighborhood. Is someone drilling through the wall? That was uh, um, Gremlins, I think. Awesome. What was our thinking when we developed this? So this is one of our first brands. So um, we are now eight years old. Homeland Stout was uh, the very first beer that came off of our, our brew house here at 18th and Broadway. 
And we wanted to create an Irish export style stout, um, make sure it has a good amount of body, even though it has a, a relatively low alcohol at only five and a half percent ABV. So the can says, named after our historic neighborhood, this classic export style stout had a rich and full body with a strong aroma of roasted barley, fresh baked bread and licorice mingled with notes of coffee and cocoa, gold medal 2015 and 2016, silver medal 2018, LA International Beer Competition, gold medal 2013, California State Fair. And it comes in a blue can, a, what you call it, a sky blue? Yeah. Sky blue can. Sky. With a uh, picture of the building on the front outlined in red with a yellow door and with uh, sort of a tan and brown sunset, sunrise type thing there. So um, the, when I hear foreign export, I, I generally think fruit. Uh, there, it just seems to be the, the breweries that make them seem to add some sort of uh, currants or raisins or um, they're going for that kind of musty English countryside type thing. And um, so I'm kind of expecting that, which isn't a good thing for me because I'm not really particularly fond of that taste. So I really like that this is as sharp as it is. Um, so how did you round off the edge of that? It's not, it doesn't have that. Well, yeah, none of those elements were, were part of the creation of well, this that beer. that would help. Yeah. yeah. Um, but really it's more in the style of a, of an Irish export stout. Um, and it's a bit on the dry side. So, you know, those elements come through in the beer and at, you know, at one point in time, this was our most decorated beer. Like this beer had won us the most awards through about 2016, 2017. And it's just been, um, you know, as far as stouts go, it's not everybody's favorite style. Um, I think I just heard a car accident out on Broadway. Did you hear that? I heard something. Yeah, that didn't sound good. <laughs> Should we stop and go check to make sure everyone's okay? I'm, I'm sure the crew will let us know if there's uh, something that requires our attention. Well, if we hear <laughs> sirens and fire trucks, then yeah. we'll then we'll know. Um, yeah, I uh, I like it. I know I've had it before, um, and I. I really enjoy the fact that it doesn't have that uh, sort of extra um, fruity component to it. Um, it is it is more on the dry side. And I, I would think it would be if, the, if you're going to transition from some from some particular type of style of beer to a stout, where would you come from in order to meet this halfway before you get to? It's, it's a big leap. If, if you know if you're a lager drinker jumping from a lager to a stout you know most people are afraid of a Guinness because it's so dark and it's it's at every bar in America um, but a Guinness is actually a really light-bodied beer when you when you get it in the pint glass and drink it it looks dark and heavy but it, it goes down really lighter than its it, its appearance would seem to indicate we wanted to make a, a stout that was approachable uh, but still carried a little bit of heft to it it's not going to knock you on your butt with alcohol, but it's going to have a lot of those roasty notes and characteristics that that really make you you know go oh wow that's a stout yeah. Uh, and the the finish on it is that a component of anything in particular? Uh, well, it's got uh, finished has some body to it, so it kind of balances the the roasty notes. But uh, I mean, it's well-rounded beer. One of the you, first you get ones bitterness off, off of a dark beer from, you know, it, it's not so much the hot bitterness that we think of in beers, but that, that's also present. Um, it's more kind of that coffee bitterness, that 
but and that's from the roast more than from the hops. So it's a different approach to a similar flavor profile, and it, it can play tricks on the senses a little bit, but it makes for a really nice drinking experience. Easy. Yeah, I, I, there are some people out there who don't they don't like hops particularly because of the aftertaste, but they like the initial taste of the of the IPA, and then it's the aftertaste that kills them. And this. I think would be like the perfect introduction. That's kind of where I was going with that question, which was leading, but it was so poorly framed that, you know, um, we didn't get there. And anyway, I, I think for the foreign export, uh, I'd, I'd have to give this a very good, I, I'm uh, enjoying it immensely. Uh, it is the lowest on our, uh, on our scale uh, for alcohol content. The next highest is the 10 beers for breakfast from Carl Strauss. Uh, it is the maple stout. And it has beers on top of a stack of pancakes uh, with a tab of butter on top. The label says beer, part of this complete breakfast. Okay, okay, we're not necessarily suggesting you have beer for breakfast. Sure, they're not. Definitely not endorsing that idea. Nope, not us. But holidays are the time to gather friends and family around the table, and this beer celebrates all that is warm and fuzzy about the most important meal of the day. Ten beers for breakfast, the tenth installment in our 12 Days Holiday Series. Have we had the other... Members of the holiday series? We have not, but I'm hoping maybe somebody else has. Uh, the maple stout brewed with vanilla beans, rolled oats, and maple syrup. Flavors of caramelized sugar, sweet chocolate, and roasted espresso. Backed by a creamy, full body. Rise and shine. Looks like it's time for a beer. Happy holidays from California with a K. Bottle opener. Got it. Beautiful. Try to pour it away from the electronic equipment just in case I miss. <laughs> it's precarious right now, our, our, with the bar doubling as the, uh, the stage setup and the, all the. I, I might need a new mask because this, the aroma is like is already penetrated the um, P95X or whatever the hell I'm wearing <laughs> on my face, uh, which by the way is why I sound a little bit more um, drooling and mumbly. The normal 6.9% alcohol by volume. Uh, Carl Strauss, I believe, was the second beer we ever rated, and I greatly enjoyed that one, and I have not been disappointed um, since. When you think maple stout, are we expecting pastry? Are we expecting simply that component? I'm expecting some sweetness to come through. What You brought up an interesting point, though. You can smell it through the mask. And I can absolutely smell it through the mask. It's, it's a filtered smell. It's different from when you take it off and take a big whiff of the glass. But it's kind of an interesting uh, take on what it, what it presents to your nose through the filter, through the mask. It, it smells really good. It's almost pure chocolate when I get it. There's that in it. There's vanilla. And then there's, of course, uh, maple syrup, which, um, and I'll ask you just how difficult is it to and how much maple syrup do you have to put into a stout in order for that to come through? Yeah, um, it, it's a good question. The, it, a lot of these flavors are really coming through. I'm, I'm surprised at how prominent the vanilla flavor is on this beer. Vanilla is an incredibly expensive ingredient and to have it actually come through with uh, this much prominence is a, a testament to the brewer. Great job on this beer. No, and that's the leading, it, you know, it definitely delivers what it promises. And that's what we hope for. Um, the 
the vanilla comes through first and then I get this this sweetness this kind of caramelized sugar uh, which is also you know similar to the the maple flavoring um, I'm not a huge fan of like excess vanilla I kind of like it as as a, a secondary ingredient instead of the primary so uh, I'm I think I would have preferred maybe to have the maple come through first because I'm not really getting that. I'm getting the vanilla first, but still it's, yeah. Bob, I'm noticing as this uh, glass warms up that the maple does kind of become the, the primary element. It's the flavor, it's, it's interesting how beer works that way. The flavors will, will sort of jockey for position on the palate. And vanilla was the first kind of, chocolate on the aroma was the first thing I got. Then on the tongue, it was the vanilla. And now that maple is really starting to bloom as the glass is warming up. I'm desperately trying to warm mine right now. In <laughs> fact, I have a Bunsen burner here. No. <laughs> How's the car crash? <laughs> I didn't see a car crash, but the tank's not overflowing anymore. <laughs> is an overflowing tank a problem? <laughs> it's not uh, ideal. All right, just check it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a beer idiot. So um, that might be like, you know, that might be the next beer from New Helvetia is the the beer overfloweth, you know, uh, Imperial Stout. It happens. We saw on Carl Strauss. We are, and... Yeah, we've already picked it apart, saying it's your turn. Whatever you said. Nice. Um, I'm now getting the espresso. As it is now, it's, it's fully warmed, and I'm not getting the vanilla. I'm getting the espresso then followed by the a mix of the uh, of the vanilla and the maple and I like it I like, and I like it when it comes at you in waves and then I like it when it changes depending as when it gets you know cold to warm because it gives you different experiences and it gives you more to talk about I'm uh, so as you know Zay, being a long time listener to the Stoutcast podcast the rating scale is excellent very good good fair poor cat Okay. Cat used to be not for me or fail. We were told that fail was kind of harsh because somebody's, you know, heart and soul went into that. And so we went with cat, which is you wouldn't serve it to set down. So that's the scale. And you can mix, you can mix and match. You can put good, very good, very good, excellent, etc. Um, depending. So I'm going to go, I think this is a solid, very good. It's not the greatest stout I've ever had. I think I've had maple dominant stouts before that were probably better, but it's it's very tasty and I like I like the progressions. I like Carl Strauss and m most of the beers they do. This one is a it's a fun beer. It's a roller coaster beer. Cuz now this next taste I just had brought up marshmallow. And so I get this really dominant marshmallow flavor, which is probably the vanilla kind of coming back into the lead position. All these flavor elements we're talking about jockeying for position on the palate and now it, it to me this last one was marshmallow it's all the same beer it just evolves in the flavor over you know from the top of the glass to the bottom of the glass to the temperature it, it, it's fantastic so did we rate it did we give it a rating i gave it a very good very good zane I'm gonna, i'll go with good good okay what brings it down for you i think it's a little old i can get some oxidized flavors <laughs> But, uh, you know, I get the espresso, I get some vanilla. I think it's kind of on the thinner side as well for, I don't know if it's a pastry sat or not, but. 
it does come through as a little thin at the get-go, but then all the flavors hit, and then I just kind of forget about yeah. uh, what it, does it was. Taste good. Besides, I'm having fun with this beer. That's yeah. That's why I'm giving it such a high rating. I uh, I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the date was, but because of uh, the you know the the pandemic, uh, I've been buying beers and putting them in the beer fridge since we've all, we've all had older beers. since March. So, um, but yeah. I intentionally tried to not bring another bunch of old <laughs> beers for David to pick apart. Thank you. I really tried to bring some of the newer stuff. So these other ones. Bob, this says 1989. Oh, wait. It was the year after I graduated <laughs> from high school. I really, I was trying to go about down, you know, a sentimental road. Um, all right, we got three grades on that one. Let's uh, pop the Achigo stuff. <laughs> How long have you had the dog fighting ring? Well, uh, officially we don't. But uh, times are tough in COVID, and we do what we can to survive. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, the dogs have masks. I will, uh, I will note that. Oh, the head almost has a nitro quality to it. The bubbles are very small, but there's also a lot of big bubbles too. So I don't know what that really means. What does that mean? You poured it nicely. Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, I make sure I splash and dash now. I uh, after having nitro beers, I, I I try to see how high up I can hold the container and then get it in the glass. It's kind of a sport now because I can't pour with vigor. You've been watching too much uh, Tom Cruise cocktail, haven't you? Can you watch too much Tom Cruise cocktail? Is that a possibility? I, I mean, it's one of the, the most underrated Tom Cruise movies of all time. God, it really is. Uh, Elizabeth Shue, give me a break. Well, you could have just said Elizabeth Shue <laughs> and then totally, totally skipped Tom Cruise. I mean, I like Tom Cruise and all, but... Uh, By the way, that's all I know about that movie. Elizabeth Shue has a special place in my heart. Um, yeah, Leaving Las Vegas was a special, special, oh. special movie. Just because not only was it damn funny, but I mean, she was really, you know, she was, um, she, the, the acting performance was, uh, was, was delicious. Yeah, Leaving Las Vegas was really Nicolas Cage's best comedy of his entire career. It really was. It really was. <laughs> if you're high and you're watching it, it's hilarious. All right. Um, so, the Ichigo. Where did Icho or Ichigo? I don't know. There's got to be a joke there somewhere. Japanese premium import. Um, it has a blindfolded samurai uh, on the front, I believe, with two swords and a, I don't know, what would you call that thing, the gold thing on front? Uh, I, I, I can't tell you what that looks like, a rounded ninja star type thing. Yeah. Okay. That sounds well, right. Uh, noted rounded <laughs> ninja star expert David Gold says this is definitely what this is. Um, 7% alcohol by volume, and we will flip it around to see what we can find out about this from the label, and you know what we will find out? Absolutely nothing. Can I so, take a look? Please, enjoy. All right. Well, this is fun. It's, a, it's an 11.15 ounce bottle. That's pretty custom. A little, a little smart, smaller than the, the 12 ounces that we're using. How many milliliters is that? has 330 milliliters, so I guess they're going for the third of a liter, right? Um, and actually, brewed in Japan. 
Um, we've discovered that some, you know, uh, some export beers are actually brewed in Canada, and therefore they're they're imported, in, or import beers are they're, they're brewed in Canada and then imported into the United States, with you know Japanese labels on them or some other labels, and just a it's an interesting concept. According to the website, it's a stout. Okay, that's a good start. Roasted, sweet, has a nutty nose, deep coffee-like flavor. Coffee-like? Uh, okay. Um, it has uh, food pairings, katsuo, tataki, vanilla ice cream, and beef stew. Brewing of a Chico Stout is done with 100% malt and can take up to three months to complete, two months longer than the norm. Brewers are rewarded for their efforts with a spectacular roasted aroma and great depth of flavor. Take your time to savor this fine, luxurious stout uh, brewed in, it looks like, Niigata, Japan. All right. We do not get a lot of Japanese stouts. It has a very, just off the get-go, it has a kind of a classic foreign export kind of fruity, kind of thin um, thing going to it, which I guess I, I don't know if I would expect that or not, not knowing, well, it, was, it, it promises nutty. Nutty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of um, the, the, the aroma of walking into an ice cream shop. And I, the description you read mentioned, uh, uh, you know, vanilla ice cream, and that, I think that's probably pretty accurate. That was the pairing, but it it seems to work pretty well. I can smell it again. This is the the filtered mask aroma, which is different from the unfiltered aroma. And for everybody out there, you know that you have to do this now. You have yes, to smell you, everything through the mask first, <laughs> just to see what gets through. It's a hell of an experience. It brings. And you have to place it like at the at your chin at the bottom of the mask to make it come up through into the into your nostrils. It's a lot of fun. Little known, yeah. little known fact says Chris Cla uh, says Cliff Clavin. Achigo was Japan's first brew pub. Go Cliff. There you go. And a little known fact, Normie. Yeah. Uh, the Achigo uh, brewery was the uh, Japan's first uh, brew pub. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good Normie just there. Uh, thank you. <laughs> So the second offering kind of has a God, how do I say it? the fruity the like the the I'm calling it rounded fruitiness because I'm at a loss for words but the fruitiness of it kind of disappears and then there's this kind of this this flat kind of acrid taste which isn't bad and then now I don't know it's uh I think it's kind of a traditional to me it seems like traditional foreign export um, which I'm not that crazy about the genre um so for me it's uh I, i'd go good I'd, I'd have it again would i say very good am i really enjoying it that much no did i like the carl strauss and the and the homeland quite a bit better yeah so i'd say good zane your I'm, thoughts i'm gonna go with very good i like the style and yeah, i think it's pretty pretty good representation of the style i mean it tastes like it traveled across the pacific ocean but uh, in an open be, air bottle with the lids, <laughs> <laughs> this is to be expected. 
It tastes like dolphins from somewhere <laughs> around the New Zealand coastline. <laughs> I wasn't expecting much from this beer. I thought it was. I, I was expecting to be disappointed, and I'm I'm surprised, pleasantly surprised. I'm giving it a good. And yeah, I can taste the. You know, it's a little travel worn and aged, but I'm enjoying the heck out of this beer too. Okay, and this one was bought really recently. Um, again, just wondering, you know, as to the the date of production, but again, we don't know how long it took to get here or how hot of a container it was in or anything about it, but um, this was uh, purchased uh, recently, I want to say from, well, there's pretty much three places that supply the Stoutcast. Um, the uh, New Earth Market in Yuba City, the uh, Total One in Roseville, and then Cordy Brothers in Sacramento. So it was purchased at one of the three. Okay. I just, I'm not sure which. But, all right, so I think we have a wide variety there. Now we move on to the Black is Beautiful. And this is the uh, a version of the, of, the, the, of, the, of, the, of the recipe that was put out um, several months ago, and many brewers put their own spin on it. So Zane, what was our spin on this one? I did not brew this beer. So Zane, why am I I'm asking <laughs> you questions? That seems entirely unfair. Yeah, the timing on this one was, was predated Zane's uh, time here at New Helvetia, but we brewed this exactly to recipe. And the only thing we did differently was give it a little longer of a boil to try and uh, give it more body. And otherwise, it's it's too recipe. We didn't add any extra uh, flavors or adjuncts. We we simply wanted to be true to the to the program and do our best to make you know make the black as beautiful that Weathered Souls Brewing in San Antonio uh, had put out into the world. And we're pretty proud of the way this one turned out. There have been some complaints about the the taste of this from people I've heard. They didn't really like it. It seemed like it was kind of tart or bitter or there were other issues with it. Um, you just decided to, had you, had you heard those before and you just decided to do, do what the recipe said? Um, it, it's also execution of the recipe. The, just because you do the recipe doesn't mean it's all going to taste the same. So it's kind of like the British baking show. It's you, know, you didn't mix it. You didn't. It was underproved. Yeah. Um, so the beer could have been underbaked. Um, yeah, all the ingredients could be the exact the same as the recipe. However, your execution of that recipe is going to determine how the beer ends up. Zane, what do you think? I like it. You don't have to say that just because you're working. <laughs> I, it smells fruity. Uh, you can smell the alcohol on the nose. Um, get some like bitter chocolate, and then I drink it. It's very smooth. Uh, chocolate roast. Is it the chocolate that I'm I'm getting? There's a predominant taste which I I'm like, not familiar with. And like Baker's chocolate. Yeah, it's it's bitter and it's <clears throat> I don't want to say medicinal, but it's. That's the first word that came to mind, and You're gonna get some since I'm a man of few words, I usually just spew out whatever comes to top of my head. <laughs> sure. Yeah, With the bitter chocolate might be a good descriptor for it. Yeah, you're gonna get some astringency from the the roastiness, which is medicinal. It can be, or you can that can be your take on it. 
but this beer, what what we're most proud of is that it's you know where it, where it's going to support, and there's a there's a, a largely underfunded but fantastic local uh, art museum called the Sojourner Truth Multicultural Museum, and they they primarily focus on African American artworks, and um, it's down in South Sacramento where I grew up, so it, it hits really close to home, and um, I think it's really a great cause for for a, a community organization that needs some extra attention and we were able to partner with them on this beer project and hopefully start to bring more eyes and, and minds to their mission. Well, and I, and I certainly appreciate um, the thought behind it and where the proceeds are going. Um, I just, I'm, I'm having problems getting around that taste. And um, so, I mean, it's, you know, it's fair. It's uh, it's definitely drinkable, um, but it's um, yeah. I don't know. It, it, you know what it reminds me? It reminds me of the time when I had when I'm like, oh hey, there's a thing of Baker's chocolate in the cupboard. <laughs> I'm gonna take a big spoonful because I think it's like, um, you know, like it's like Nestle Quick, and then get immediately disappointed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd say I'd say that's yeah. That's that's that's, that's not a bad assessment of it. I think it. Um, that that bitterness, that element that it's a it's sort of a play on bitter and sweet at the same time, and that baker's chocolate analysis is probably pretty close to what we're all tasting on this beer. If you hate pastry stouts, if you hate anything sweet about your stouts, you, you might very well absolutely fall in love with this. It, it eliminates the sweetness part of it. Absolutely. <laughs> really. All right, let's move on. Knocks to out the bitter. Number five, and that is the Bourbon Barrel Aged Imperial Stout, the Mystery Airship Series. And this is the old logo. And did we not? Did we review this the last time? I, I want to say we did, but I can't remember. So if it's uh, if it's cheating to review the same beer twice, I I apologize. The worst thing that happens yeah. is I just I just delete it. So it's <laughs> not a big deal. First seen floating over Sacramento in November of 1896, this beer was brewed a long time ago. Don't talk to me about old beers, David. <laughs> this was brewed in 1896. No, all right. Um, but preserved this, on a UFO. This airship was the first recorded sighting of a UFO-like aircraft and the first realization of the possibility of extraterrestrial life. Uh, first anniversary beer started our mystery airship series in 2013, aged seven to 10 months in freshly dumped bourbon barrels. Only a few hundred gallons are produced each year. Uh, how many how many well, editions of this have we done? Uh, this is probably only the third uh, mystery airship that we've done. And last year being 2020, we actually didn't brew this last year. So this is from the, the previous version of it. But thankfully, being the style of beer that it is, it, it ages really well. I think it'd be interesting to see what um, my take is on it and what the what the grade is on it considering um, that you know we were here I think two years ago do I get points for making the splash bucket all the way on the other side of the tire all right I have to take the mask off first oh no I don't I have to smell first oh wow that smells beautiful this is from two years ago yeah that's this uh, batch it's got yeah. uh, sweetness it's got the kind of that uh I don't want to say caramel to it, but it's uh, that roasted imperial sweetness thing going. Mm. 
What's the alcohol in that? 10.3. Um, does the alcohol increase over time or does it stay? Good question. I think it stays pretty stable over time unless there's, if there's extra fermentation that creates extra alcohol, you're probably going to also create some off flavors and things you don't really want to have happen. Also, you, have the, you run the risk of the bottles exploding. Is that a problem? You want, you want those bottles. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just... Were there it's... any adjuncts in this? Uh, no, just a, a really hefty stout aged on oak. Um, so, so this beer was our first anniversary. So we first created this for our first anniversary. So this was the beginning of our Mystery Airship series. And our Mystery Airship series is kind of where all of our GABF gold medals come from. So the first gold that we got was not this beer, but it was it was Thurston Adam beer. Thurston Adam beer was brewed or aged in the same oak barrels after we emptied the uh, this bourbon barrel aged Imperial Stout. So it's really in the family of the uh, Mystery Airship. The second one was the Imperial Chocolate Porter that we did with Ginger Elizabeth, and that one's coming back um, in, in time for Valentine's Day this year. So kind of fun with uh, with our Mystery Airship series. And then we have a, a, another GABF medal. It was a silver for a uh, collaboration we did with Temple Coffee, um, a Temple Cascara Golden Ale using uh, both their especially blend of espresso beans and the Cascara husks from the beans themselves. Um, I, the, the booze comes through a lot more than I would expect for the alcohol content, which is 10.3. Um, it smells delightful, um, and you don't really you don't really smell a lot of the bourbon on the when you're smelling it. But then the but then it comes through on the taste. Um, you know, if you like bourbon, um, this is a this is a really just the mix of flavors with the with the stout and and that alcohol. It's a nice mix. Um, yeah, I think for bourbon lovers, I think this is definitely a win. Um, I'd have to go very good on this, I think, which is what I think I gave it last time. I, I don't remember, but I believe you. I'm not allowed to vote on my own beer, am I? You sure are. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going very good on this one, but I'm not lying. I mean, this... It is very good. This thing is... Un, it, it's magic in a bottle. We have had brewers rate their own beer fair. Or four. They, yeah, so absolutely, if you want to rate your own beer, please be my guest. Because nobody knows it better than you or what went into it. And it's kind of funny when a brewer can put that, you know, all of their hard work aside and say, you know what? The owner made us do this, and we don't really like it all that much. We think it's kind of crappy. We're going to give it a port affair. I'm like, wow, all right. I hope you have a job later after this. But thankfully, no one listens to this, so hopefully they didn't get in trouble. But like word association, I mean, all we have right now are words to describe to your listeners, both of them, what, what we're drinking right now and tasting, right? So um, with this beer, there's, there's kind of a plum and stone fruit element I'm getting. There's not a ton of oak, but there's like another, it's almost like a leathery type aroma. Yeah. It just, it, like tobacco. And vanilla tobacco, coming yeah. from the barrels. There's I some great layers to this. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes like you may just take a beer and then you just may like sit back and then not drink more and just let see what it does in your mouth. And that's one of these that's where kind of going through the the steps of the process. We got one more, and that is the the bomber alcohol wise, twelve point seven percent by volume. The sorry, Matryoshka. You got it. Look at that! I got it first time. First try. Yeah, except for the other one. <laughs> All right, so it's got a. Uh, it's got wax on it, so that means it's got to be good, right? Fancy. Yeah. That makes it fancy. Absolutely. So it's a uh, a tan label with a. God, I don't know. It looks like a like a doll or like a shroud around a so doll. A Russian barrel thing. Nesting doll. doll. Russian nesting doll. A right? Russian yeah. nesting doll. But it's a, also a barrel. I, I'm the brewer there does their their barrel aged beers. David Coyne. He also does their illustrations for those beers. Wow. For their labels, yeah. So this is the Sweet Virginia series, a brewer developed series named after our small batch 8.5 barrel brew house. Uh, oh, this is Fort George. I've had uh, a, a combination that they did uh, with Millennium in Portland, and it was uh, it garnered one of the rare excellent ratings from our co-host Glenn Krim uh, back in our long, long series of Oregon beers. You're, you're in luck having an uh, experienced Oregon brewer on the mic as well. That's why I'm so familiar with it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Story of Oregon, design, plasma illustration, David Coyne, unfiltered. Expect sediment at the bottom of the bottle, keeping a dark, cool place. Other than that, we don't really have anything to expect. Do we, are we familiar with it? Do we know anything about it? That yeah, was good. Is this the version with no adjuncts? or? It's just plain. Just barrel-aged Russian Imperial yeah. Stout. There's no other information on the bottle. And they do like 12 versions a year or something with blueberries and all kinds of <laughs> Thank you. And I did not know Zane was going to be working blue, but now knowing that, I will know to be careful of him and uh, when I'm going through the editing process. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't live, right? <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It, uh, it has a similar uh, smell to the to the previous, to the bourbon barrel aged, but it's not as sweet. And I'll see if I can look up any information about it. Oh, I didn't do it through the mask first. <laughs> That's exactly what I, we're I think I've come on to something here, that the, uh, the, the mask aroma sniff test. Yeah. Because it... I think it's just your breath. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm only smelling the last beer I drank. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'm not onto something then is what you're saying. Got it. <laughs> well, it depends. Uh, if you're a mouth breather. There's yeah, definitely something there. I breathe through my nose, so I don't know. Uh, Matryoshka dolls are a set of wooden dolls decreasing in size placed inside of one another. The name literally means little matron. That thanks to Wikipedia. I'm sure it's true because it's on Wikipedia. Right, now all I have to do is found is find the stout. Well, it's given David COVID, but other than that, it was fine. Uh, Ford George, let's see here. Once in a year blend of Buffalo, 
Trace Bourbon and Western Whiskey Barrels. But you said they brew a lot of different versions, though. Let's see here. Um, Barrel-aged stout and exercise and balance and intensity full of bold flavors such as vanilla, anise, or anise, as we like to call it in the Moffat household. Chocolate, coffee, and charred oak. It might be the anise that I'm getting that's kind of knocking it down from the sweetness. There's also uh, barley in this, two kinds of barley. Uh, Munich 10L C40. You guys will know what that means. Honey malt, chocolate malt, brown, dark chocolate malt roast. And London ESB yeast. I'm liking it more as it warms up. What did you think when it was cold? Um, just didn't taste much, but it's really opening up. It is. It's blooming. Bob, you went and picked, like, you, you did the 180 on our first version of this. <laughs> we were pretty critical of every one of those beers last time, and this time I, I'm loving every single one of them. Well, I figured um, since I disappointed you so badly for your birthday last time, I figured for your birthday <laughs> this time I'd, uh, I'd bring in some higher quality hooch. So, um, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I appreciate it. This is um, good stuff. This is a, a an enjoyable stout drinking experience. Little known fact, David Gull and Bob Moffat have the same birthday. You're famous that way. Well, yeah, it's uh, your uh, brother from another mother. <laughs> and father. Yeah. How, old did you, how old did you just turn? 47. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'm still 47. Yeah, I like that. Let's yeah. go. Spit it out, Bob. Sure, absolutely. What do you got? 5-0, baby. Five, this was your 5-0, this last one. Yeah. 2020 was your 5-0. Yeah. Well, I don't look a day over 89. <laughs> you got some youthful 50 to you. In your face, not your hair, but your face, definitely. It's really my immaturity that keeps people from guessing my true age. It's really, it's a gift. <laughs> yeah, I, I like this. I, um... It, it delivers what it promises. I'm not sure I'm getting the aniseed. Well, the, none of that was added, of, right? They, they were just weird. saying those are flavor elements. Right. And so you'll, of, you'll pick it up and then, then you'll lose it. You'll pick up something else. We, that, that, it's a, fantastic how that works out in, in our palates that we detected a flavor, that flavor disappears on the next sip because something else comes to the forefront. Um, I mean, we happen to be an expert at, uh, at aniseed uh, tastes because we make honey cookies every year. It's a Swedish Ooh. recipe, and including aniseed extract and aniseed. Is that like Which, licorice flavor? It is licorice flavor, though I never thought of it as licorice until I gave it to a stranger. And they're like, ah, it tastes like licorice. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> that um, insulted you? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, but then I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, they're right. But then I, I kept telling them to shut up. I, you know what? I like it. It's, I think it's a very good... I'm not sure I'm enjoying it that much to give it an excellent because it's not like, you know, blowing my doors off, but I like it. How's that for a rating system? I, I like it, so it it's very good. What's below excellence? Well, very good. Very good, okay. So was yours a very good? Though? Very good. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go with very good too. We used to use um, Westward whiskey barrels at my, the last brewery I was at, and they have this pretty cool program where they, Blends, 
bourbon whiskey barrels to breweries in the Northwest, and so you don't have to buy them. And then you return them when you're done, and then they do a, a stout cask finished whiskey, and it's the whiskey is excellent too. And you get some of the the stout roastiness in the in the whiskey, and then you just trade the barrels back and forth. It's great. It's program. pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, we uh, we usually like to do a uh, what was your favorite out of the group? And well, I'm giving this a very good too. You're gonna go. I'm sorry. You're, you're yeah. skipping ahead, Bob. Come on. I, 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 I read your mind and then I just kept moving. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it. This has been the best stout day of my life. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. Well, after delivering <laughs> the worst stout day of your life, I figure it's only. Um, yeah, very good. I think very good is I, I, it's a it's a good beer. Yeah, it's a good beer. All right. Um, so our favorite out of the flight. Uh, I'm gonna go with the mystery airship. I like the flavor more. I uh, I'm not gonna pick one of my own, and you know, I'll caveat Zane's picking it because he didn't brew I'm, any of I'm these new, beers. Yeah. So so Zane can pick it honestly. Um, I'm gonna eliminate all of the new Helvetia beers from my selection, but and and that, the problem is they were all really good or very good according to the rating scale. But the one I had the most fun with was the Carl Strauss. And so I'm picking that one. It just had, had these layers to it and, it and it changed over the course of the, of the taste that I took and over, you know, from a cold pour to a warming it up in the snifter in my hand to, it, it was a fun beer to drink. But all of these were, this was a great stout day. Thanks, Bob. I, you know, I'd have to go, with, <laughs> I'd have to combine both of your, I'd have to go with the, with the airship probably as my favorite what tied probably with the Carl Strauss just for the reasons that you just said. Um, yeah, it was a, yeah, that's what we call a nice flight. Love a good flight. All right. Dude. Hey, we have returned. We have brought good beer. There will no, there will be no <laughs> cartoons of old people. Um, well, maybe besides me, um, on the, uh, on this episode. And, uh, we can't thank you enough. David Gold and Zane Singleton from New Helvisa Brewing in Sacramento, open and available and pumping out beer and come on down and pick them up. Uh, we wanna thank you for joining us. We wanna remind you that not only are we wherever you're listening to us right now, but we're also on the website, which has a best of list, uh, which has a beer list, and which has a list grouped by the types of stouts that you like in case you are like really in the mood for a certain type of beverage. Um, make sure you check that out at stoutcast.com. David and Zane, thank you again. Thank you out there for listening and for a fantastic 2020. We just got the, the numbers in and we grew, it was something like 40 to 60%, depending on the metrics or whatever, for viewership and list, or for, uh, for, for clicks and people and, and number of times visited and all that crap. And, and you know, that's pretty awesome that we're making something that people are listening to it and you're making something that people are drinking it. So thanks again. We'll catch you next time on the Stoutcast at stoutcast.com.